get murdering. You cruise, you lose. The year was 1952, and the SS Aurora sailed gracefully across the vast expanse of the Atlantic Ocean, far from the safety of land. A magnificent cruise ship, it boasted of opulence and extravagance that attracted the rich and famous from around the world. Passengers reveled in its luxurious amenities, from the grand ballrooms adorned with crystal chandeliers to the lavish cabins with panoramic views of the endless horizon. Among the guests aboard the SS Aurora was a diverse cast of characters, each harboring their own secrets and desires. Veronica Sinclair, an aging movie star who had once graced the silver screen with her beauty and talent, was on board, attempting to relive her glory days. Dr. Jonathan Archer, a reclusive scientist renowned for his groundbreaking work in genetics, sought solitude and inspiration for his next experiment. And then there was Anton Malakoff, the enigmatic illusionist, who seemed to be a master of deception both on and off the stage. The passengers mingled and danced, sipping cocktails and enjoying the nightly entertainment, all while a sense of anticipation hung in the salty sea air. It was on one such evening that the tranquility of the cruise was shattered. As the ship's orchestra played a jazzy tune in the grand ballroom, the lights dimmed, and the spotlight shone on Anton Malakov. Dressed in his signature black tuxedo, he took the stage, captivating the audience with his mesmerizing tricks. His charismatic smile masked a keen intellect that left many baffled and intrigued. Veronica Sinclair, resplendent in a crimson evening gown, sat in the front row, her sparkling diamond necklace catching the light as she watched the performance with rapt attention. Dr. Archer observed from the shadows, his analytical mind analyzing each move Anton made, searching for the secrets behind the illusions. As Anton concluded his act with a flourish of doves and a dramatic bow, the applause thundered through the ballroom. But as the audience settled back into their seats, a gasp escaped from Veronica Sinclair's lips. She clutched her throat and fell forward, collapsing onto the floor. Panic erupted as the lights came up, and the ship's crew rushed to the scene. Dr. Archer was the first to reach her side, but it was too late. Veronica Sinclair was dead, her eyes wide open in a silent scream. The cruise ship was thrown into chaos. Passengers whispered and speculated as the crew cordoned off the ballroom. It was clear that someone had tampered with Veronica's drink during the performance, and she had been poisoned. The atmosphere of merriment had transformed into an air of suspicion and fear. The ship's captain, Captain Reynolds, convened an emergency meeting in the ship's opulent lounge. Passengers gathered, their faces etched with worry, while the crew scurried about, attempting to restore order. I assure you, we will get to the bottom of this, Captain Reynolds declared, his voice filled with authority. We are far from land, and no one enters or leaves the ship until we solve this murder. With that, Captain Reynolds outlined his plan. He appointed Dr. Jonathan Archer as the ship's official investigator, given his background in science and the urgency of the situation. Dr. Archer accepted the role reluctantly, driven more by curiosity than a desire to solve the case. The ship's passengers were asked to remain in their cabins as Dr. Archer began his investigation. He questioned the crew, gathered evidence, and meticulously studied the crime scene. Meanwhile, rumors swirled among the passengers, and accusations were flung in every direction. Anton Malakov, the illusionist, came under intense scrutiny. His performance had been the centerpiece of the evening, and he had been in close proximity to Veronica Sinclair. His sleight of hand and charisma made him a prime suspect in the eyes of many, who speculated that he had used his magical skills to poison the actress. But Dr. Archer was not quick to jump to conclusions. He knew that appearances could be deceiving, and he had to consider every possibility. 
he interrogated Anton, who vehemently denied any involvement in Veronica's death. The illusionist's alibi checked out, and there was no evidence linking him to the poison. As Dr. Archer delved deeper into the investigation, he discovered a web of secrets and hidden motives among the passengers. Veronica Sinclair had been a woman of many enemies, and her glamorous facade concealed a troubled personal life. It seemed that almost everyone had a reason to want her dead. Dr. Archer questioned a wealthy financier, Richard Harrison, who had been engaged in a bitter legal battle with Veronica over a failed investment. He had the motive and opportunity, but his alibi held up under scrutiny. Next, he turned his attention to Captain Reynolds himself, who had a reputation for being overly friendly with female passengers. Could he have been involved in a sinister plot to silence Veronica, who may have known too much about his indiscretions? The captain's records indicated that he had been on the bridge during the entire performance. As the days passed, the tension on board the SS Aurora continued to mount. Passengers grew increasingly paranoid, and alliances shifted as they tried to decipher the complex web of relationships and motives that surrounded Veronica Sinclair's murder. Dr. Archer was no closer to solving the case, and he began to feel the pressure of time running out. The ship was drawing closer to its next port of call, and once they reached land, the killer might escape justice forever. Then, a breakthrough came when Dr. Archer discovered a hidden compartment in Veronica's cabin. Inside, he found a series of letters, each filled with passionate and cryptic messages. They were addressed to Veronica from an anonymous sender, who professed deep love and devotion, yet also hinted at a dark secret that could destroy her. The letters became the focal point of Dr. Archer's investigation. He analyzed the handwriting, scrutinized the paper, and compared the letters to the writing of the passengers and crew. He uncovered a startling revelation, the letters matched the writing of none other than Anton Malakov, the illusionist. Armed with this evidence, Dr. Archer confronted Anton once again. The illusionist was taken aback, his charismatic composure shattered. He confessed to writing the letters but insisted that they were mere illusions, part of a grand performance meant to intrigue and captivate Veronica Sinclair. Dr. Archer was torn. The evidence pointed toward Anton, but the illusionist's explanation seemed plausible. He couldn't ignore the possibility that someone else had planted the letters to frame Anton. As the ship approached the port, Dr. Archer faced a dilemma. He had to make a choice, arrest Anton Malakov and risk being wrong, or continue his investigation and potentially allow the real killer to escape justice. As the passengers prepared to disembark, tension reached its peak. Dr. Archer had one last chance to uncover the truth. He gathered all the suspects, revealing the existence of the letters and the suspicions surrounding Anton. Accusations flew, and alliances crumbled as passengers pointed fingers at each other. Just as it seemed the chaos would prevail, a voice rang out from the crowd. It was Veronica Sinclair's former personal assistant, Emily. She stepped forward, trembling but resolute. I know who the killer is, Emily declared, her voice quivering. I can prove it. The passengers fell silent, their eyes fixed on Emily as she proceeded to unravel a shocking tale of betrayal, secrets, and revenge. She had known the truth all along, hiding in plain sight while the ship's passengers and crew were consumed by their suspicions. With Emily's revelation, the pieces of the puzzle fell into place. Dr. Archer had been close, but not close enough. He had been led astray by the complexity of the situation, the misdirection, and the multiple layers of deception. As the truth emerged, it became clear that Veronica Sinclair's murder was not a simple, who did it, mystery but a tangled web of motives, secrets, and vendettas that had finally unraveled. The SS Aurora docked at its next port, and the authorities took custody of the killer, 
bringing an end to the harrowing journey that had taken the lives of one of Hollywood's brightest stars. Passengers and crew disembarked, forever marked by the events that had unfolded on that fateful voyage, and leaving behind a murder mystery that would be talked about for years to come. Hey everyone, welcome to episode four? Yep. It is, uh, you, yep. you, you, you cruise, you lose. <laughs> cruise, you booze, you lose. 1952 on the SS Aurora. Aurora Borealis. So there wasn't a ton of characters in this one. We got Veronica Sinclair, who's obviously the she victim. Did. You did. We got Doctor Archer, who is the guy who is charged with basically. What's with another creepy doctor? <sighs> I don't know. He was questioning everybody. Did he have a knowledge of poisons, and did he hide out in a shed? <laughs> in a shed in the middle of the ocean. Mm. Yeah, there was. Ton- like I mean, hey, so there he was can tickle his own pickle. There was tons of webs and secrets still. Right. And the town did not get pissed off. No, though. this time the ship got pissed off. That mm. was different. That's how this is different, folks. My mama always said it's better be pissed off than pissed on. We got Anton Malakov, who is uh, the magician or the illusionist. And uh, Captain Reynolds and Emily, the personal assistant who came in at the last five seconds. Fucking Emily. It's always Emily. We know it's always Emily. I really. Oh, I don't know. This doctor might be thrown off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. There was also Richard Harrison, uh, who they threw in there, who she had uh, Veronica had legal troubles with. I don't know. All the evidence, for the most part, aside from like a few things they tried to throw us off with, mm-hmm. kind of just points to Anton. I um, actually don't. I think Anton is too obvious, and this might just be me overthinking it. I don't think it's Anton. I, I actually want to say it's Captain Reynolds because they said something about how Captain Reynolds, like, is the only one who made sure his alibi was duly noted. Yeah, it was in his book, basically his logbook. Right. Yeah. Like, why are you gonna account for your hours unless you know your hours gonna need to be accounted? Yeah. Why are you talking like that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was poisoned. Clearly, there's not a lot of characters. Like, okay, one of five or six people, which I guess is better than some of these stories. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I will say this one, uh, it was more interesting than some of the other ones. Yeah, it felt a little more flushed. It was a flushed turd. It was a flushed what? Turd. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, who are you going to go with? I'm going with Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah, the, the handsy captain. <laughs> the pervert. Perfect captain. All right. All right. I'm going to go with Anton because I'm not anticipating the AI is so advanced to throw us off like crazy. But it's probably See, just going to be... See, I feel like Anton's the Jack all over again. Right? Like the... From the last episode. Yeah. For the first episode. Was the first? Jack oh, who was yeah. like the artist who was all emotionally constipated. But, I mean, and one of the things that the that they stated in the story was they found the secret compartment of letters mm-hmm. that were written to her from Anton because mm-hmm. it matched his writing. Then he said that he did it. And then in the story, it said that... Uh, was somebody framing him yeah, for what, doing this? Yeah, but they already explained in the story that he did it. So I feel like it was a, sort of an AI mm, does not compute sort of a deal going on there. But, a terrible uh, robot. Well, I'm... Sorry. Does not compute. Okay, yours is better. Obviously. Way better. Holy moly. I'm sorry. Right? It might be because I am a robot. <laughs> All right, so we'll go with those two. 
kill the humans. Here we go. All right, let's go find out who did it. Uh, let's see. Based on the based on the evidence provided in the story, my interpretation suggests that the killer is Emily. It's, oh, why is it Emily? I don't know. Why is it always Emily? Good they God. introduced her so last minute that I was going to be pissed if it wasn't. Yeah, they spent three hours talking about all these other characters. Mm. Literally gave her thirty seconds of audio and time. Like, mm, and then Emily magically appeared and then decided she knew who killed everyone. She did because she did it. I know. Alright, so I'm completely stumped I'm by that one. Okay, what was it saying? Emily's sudden emergence at the critical moment along with her confident assertion that she knew who the identity of the killer raises suspicion. Well, no shit. Her intimate knowledge of Veronica's personal and, and uh, professional life, coupled with her ability to remain unnoticed throughout the investigation, indicates her involvement in the murder. Moreover, her carefully crafted story about betrayal, secrets, and revenge. Really? Was she on the boat? Yes, she must have. Been, a a deep nobody personal, was yes, suggests a deep personal connection to the case, possibly stemming from unresolved Hello? grievances or hidden motives. There you go, everybody. I mean, I should have just fucking said Emily. We joked you about it. You should have. I should have said it. We just joked about that shit, but. I'm pissed. So, yeah, I guess we were wrong. Um, but you know what? I think we're right still. We're still on the right. No. No? No, we're pretty wrong. Right. Well, what are we? You're, you're one for four. Yeah, no, I'm like less wrong than you. Yeah, I'm, I'm 0 for four because apparently I'm just too stupid to keep up with these things. But, uh, hey, everybody, that was. Uh, you, you booze, you lose. Yeah. You snooze, you lose. Was, you cruise, you, you die. You cruise, you lose. Episode four. Thank you for joining us as always, and we look forward to uh, talking to you again next time. Or do we? Or do we? Happy murdering. Murder by Algorithm.